0: Good morning, and welcome to Truck Street Talk Back. Thanks for joining me today, and as promised, you're in for a great show. First and foremost, I'd like to give God the glory and ask that He give me guidance to conduct a good and informative show today with my guests, and may we find wisdom together and understanding. In Jesus' name, Amen. So, listen, if you haven't already hit that subscribe button because you don't want to miss a show, please hit and rate and subscribe to my channel today. Okay, guys, we're gonna talk about rejoining society after being incarcerated. The name of the show is Reentering. So, without further ado, let me introduce to you my first guest, Will Johnson. How are you today, Will?
1: I'm fine.
0: Okay, great, so let's jump right in. So, Will, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, What would you like to know? Uh, How did you... um, come home from being incarcerated for so long um how much time did you serve and if you don't mind asking the question what did you time first serve time for you don't have to answer that question if you don't want to we're uplifting show so however you want to you know jump right in i was convicted of uh first
1: degree cat kidnapping Carried a weapon by a convicted felon. I did uh, 17 years. I had 15 to 22 years. I went to trial. They gave me, uh, like I said, 20 in total. It was 22 years, but I did 17 of them. <laughs> uh, what I what I have learned being incarcerated after 17 years is that life goes on, people change, and as the world evolves, you evolve too in that situation, being incarcerated, you evolve too. Sometimes it's for the best, sometimes it's for the worst, but you will change. Uh, I have friends that I still talk to and communicate today with that were incarcerated I even worked with with a couple of them that were incarcerated and you know I found out that everybody's life life is different everything that they think feel is different so in today's society for me it's easy because I have determined in, in my mind that I'm not going back to the penitentiary for no reason you know short of somebody killing my wife or or one of my loved ones i'm I'm just not going back
0: okay that sounds good i mean that's a great positive attitude to have about life and re-entering which brings me to my next question how long did it take you to readjust to being home like as far as uh work arrangements uh living arrangements things of that nature
1: didn't take me long to readjust because uh, you know I don't know if most people know this, but they have a program in the, in the penal system
0: where they allow you to to go out on passes if you're in honor grade.
1: Honor grade is like a medium custody, minimum custody camp to where you know you don't need that much supervision anymore. So <clears throat> once you reach your levels and you know they have different levels uh once you reach your levels you can get work release when you make work work release you can uh start going out on cb passes and that's where um volunteers come and they take you out you know for passes during the week or on sundays i was very fortunate because i met a couple mr and miss mr and mrs ross who uh took interest in me. They are ministers of the Word of God and they show it with their kindness and their love. So, you know, every Sunday, they would not every Sunday, but like every other Sunday, they would come and take me out and and we would go to church and we would go out to eat and we would spend a little time talking together, you know, and they made their life very personal to me.
0: Okay, well, you know, you said something about um, programs that they had, which leads me to my next question. I was going to ask you, were there any programs that help you adjust to things such as housing, job, transportation? And you mentioned there were levels um, to being able to get to the program, which was called work release. Um, I do know after doing some research that all states don't offer that and the states that do, it depends on the type of uh, charges that you have. So with that being said, with the work relief pro- program, were you able to come home and maintain that job? Did it help you as far as finding housing, transportation? Um, I know your credit restarts um, when you do spend a, spend that type of time away from Society. So did you get any help from different programs like for housing or jobs or transportation or credit repair or credit restart?
1: No. And to be honest with you, there's no programs in North Carolina for uh, convicted felons like that unless you go to a halfway house, you know, and some churches may offer halfway houses it's a step between being back in society and just coming be, being free from from state or having charges over your head or having somebody watching over you 24/7 but my for me it was very different because i came I came home to uh, supportive people. Uh, my family was, was very caring and they took care of me at the same token, you know, because they are older, I paid them rent. You know, you have to learn how to be responsible. So I paid them rent. Mm-hmm. But, <clears throat> but uh, as far as getting transportation, you have to provide your own transportation. You know, uh, I had to go out and buy a car. Uh, I worked in Raleigh. And working in Raleigh, that's like an hour's drive from from where I live. So it was a challenge every morning, getting up at 3.30 in the morning, going to work. And it, it was a job that I honestly thought that one day I would be plant manager there. But that didn't turn out that way. I think God has different. I'm sorry. Go ahead, continue. I'm sorry. I think that God has different um, avenues for us, or things that He wants us to do.
0: Okay, so with the job and the transportation being um, an hour long, and I, I, as I heard you write, you you know you paid your parents' rent, and, and you were fortunate. To come out and have a place to go, and as well fortunate to have a job as I'm as I'm understanding. So the work release program that you were in, it it, you continued your job with them after you came home, or did you have to find another job?
1: Yes, I continued my job with them. You know, maybe a year, a year after I come home, maybe two. I'm not really for sure anymore, but. but it was okay and as far as housing um, I got married I got married and and I found out that as a convicted felon it's very hard for a convicted felon to go out and get a place of their own if if, um, some of the neighborhoods that you want to stay in or complexes or apartments that you want to stay in they will not accept you because of your record your credit could be a-okay but because of your record being a convicted felon they don't want you anywhere around no matter what you have done or how long that the sentences uh, have been you know they don't they don't want you around you know and that's unfortunate because most of the people like i said the friends that i still stay in contact with that were incarcerated, they are great people. They, they're they not looking to go back to uh, the penitentiary. They're not looking to get in trouble. We're looking to advance our lives and make things different around us. And yes, we have some that go go back because, you know, it depends on the person and how they change. And And like I said, the penitentiary was good for me because it showed me who I was, and and who I was is not the person that I am meant to be. You know, you run the streets, you get a persona, uh, uh, you show people a persona of who you are, but that's not who you are because it's a mask, but you can't be soft in the penitentiary, you can't be soft in the streets. And then the love that you have that you want to share with people, you have to pick a very select few that you can open up and be honest with. Mm-hmm. And, and those people that you're honest with they're going to tell you when you're wrong hey man you out of line and then some of them just laugh and say you know better than that you know mm-hmm. but it's up to us as individuals to take that and say okay they're right mm-hmm. and when you're wrong you, you know it's one thing i found out when you're wrong <clears throat> promptly admit it uh my wife tells me all the time uh, you say sorry every time you do something wrong. Yeah, I say I'm sorry every time I do something wrong because as soon as I admit that I was wrong, it makes it right with me. And then I can move on from that instead of holding that and being angry and mad at myself or that individual. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, is that something that you felt like you learned while you were incarcerated? Or is that something that was already... Instilled in you, um, sort of speak, as uh, family values.
1: Well, I grew up in a loving home. You know, my my dad he's a he's a minister. My mom's an evangelist, and my dad would give you hugs and kisses. My mom would give you, you know, I love you. Straightforward, give you a hug, but she was more of a disciplinary disciplinarian and my dad was more of the loving caring type but he would he would get a hold to you when he needed to and being in the penitentiary you you learn you know I can say um um, I apologize man because it's all about respect in the penitentiary it's all about respect if I respect you you're gonna respect me it's it's a give and take
0: Mm-hmm. and if
1: I'm wrong I come to you and I tell you I'm wrong it doesn't make me less of a man mm-hmm. it shows character that we have learned and and that's a part of life we we in today's society we don't respect each other for our thoughts our beliefs or what we want in life if if I feel like you're wrong then you're wrong
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know and that's the way we see things but that's wrong mm-hmm. so as a man, As a black man, we have to respect each other and other people. Mm -hmm. And when we do that, it begins to build character in us that when people of other races see us, they won't be afraid to engage us in a conversation.
0: Right. Right. Well, you know, just to piggyback off that a little bit, I did a a recent uh, show And it talked about, you know, our youth and how to teach them how to um, develop more of self-awareness and social circles and and, and, um, be respectful of the things that they put out there in society, whether it be via social media or our older generation. With that being said, um, my next question for you was, how has it been since you come home and the social circles that you involve yourself in, like the activities and, you know, people that you per se might be around. Does that, are you more guarded now from your previous conviction or were friends involved or is that, is that just a, the decision that you made on your own and has it affect your social circle, circles, I guess?
1: Well, uh, one, I don't hang out with young people. For two, I don't run the streets. And like I said, my circle is very small. Uh, I work, I come home, and when I have the money, we go out. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. I, my circles are very small, family and friends. And mostly it's just family. I have friends that I, I may go talk to on my own or... Or hang around with for a few minutes, but that's it. Um, I try not to put myself in situations to where I'm gonna have to be. I'm gonna have to have my guard up all the time. I lived like that for 17 years, and I don't want to live like that. Uh, being free, I, I'm not gonna live like that, you know. So I don't put myself in those situations
0: okay all right sounds good sounds like you got your head on your shoulders and you know we're glad that you're home um I want to go backwards just just for one moment we were talking about housing jobs and transportation and you said that your job that you worked at was an hour away from where you lived at so I want to kind of tap into like credit and was it hard for you to start up your credit to get a car to continue to work at the job that you came from because a lot of people that's re-entering the world, they're going to have the same challenges that you had or may not have the family backing that you had. Um, how was it as far as getting your credit on track?
1: Well, First of all, uh, I didn't go through credit to get a car. I bought a car. Uh, one of the, the program that I was talking about earlier, the work release program, it allowed me to save money. to to have a a stepping stone when I came out of the penitentiary. I didn't come home broke. I came home flush. And I went and bought a car. You know, the hardest thing for me was getting my driver's license because I had to get a learner's permit before they gave me my driver's
0: license.
1: Mm -hmm. And and that was kind of funny because the following week I went and got my driver's license. And I was like, man... You know, 17 years since I sat behind the wheel of a car. Right. So I had to do that all over again. That was the hardest thing.
0: All right. Right. You know, right. But
1: as far as credit, <clears throat> is one thing that I would like to tell people. You know, if you come out and you have served uh, a lot of time, the best thing to do is, is not buy big purchases and don't spend your money foolishly trying to make amends or or just trying to bless people around you you're going to need that money to survive you know you really are so the best thing i can tell you is that find a decent banker or a credit consultant that can help you move your money in the right directions and go from there i didn't i didn't take that advice and it messed me up. Mm-hmm. So now I'm on the back end trying to fix the front end again.
0: Okay. So you're basically saying with the program that you went through, it allowed you an opportunity to save money, and you came home and you bought a car. So you did have something established as far as monetary wise, and you were able to purchase that vehicle and have a little money to get on your feet in that particular program that's what you're saying yes ma'am okay so listen um now that you've been home for a while is there anything that you would do to change that now that you know how to navigate a little bit more in the society that we're in now is there anything that you would change differently in reference to you coming home and readjusting to life
1: there's a lot that I will change. The first thing I would change is you never, if, if you're like me, every person wants to be loved. Every person wants to be loved by the opposite sex, you know? So <clears throat> do not rush into relationships. I, I can say that from my heart. Don't rush into relationships. Take your time, but don't put yourself so far out there that you're committed and hooked and, and, Build on what you have for yourself first. Learn about who you are as being free. And being a man or a woman, take a little time for yourself. It's all right to 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 be in a relationship. It's all right to get in a relationship, but don't make that your first priority. Your first priority should be making sure that you are established financially. Make sure that you have a roof over your head and make sure that you're rooted and grounded in who you are. And, you know, most people might not want to hear this, but you need some spiritual guidance. We need some spiritual guidance in life. So, you know, find a faith-based church that, that teaches the Word of God, that the people are loving and caring, and find people in that church that understands who you are, where you come from, and where you're trying to go if you don't have a map for your life you'll wind up anywhere at the end
0: okay well that leads up to my last question which was i was going to ask you um did you have any advice for when those doors close and you re-enter to a society and come home on um how to navigate how how a person should try to navigate. I know you just said you know, not jump into relationships and too fast and and try to find a faith-based church but anything else you would like to add to that once those doors open and you have a chance to breathe uh, how, do, how do you move forward or what would be your suggestions? Well, the
1: thing that I found out is that If you have a supportive network, and I'm not just talking about family. To me, family is any person that tells me the truth and and stands beside me when the times get hard. That's family. You know, um, those are the people that you want to be around, not people that pat you on the back when you're doing wrong and and, and you want somebody to affirm who you are your character no you don't need that you need people to tell you the truth that hey, you're messing up you know even though you've been gone been away from them a long time you need people to say hey look you're messing up and you need people around you that that will stand up for you too at the same time so you have to give people something to stand up for and when all the doors closes from the penitentiary the things in your life, the waltz in your life, when those doors begin to close, then things have to change. Mm -hmm. So when the penitentiary doors close behind me and my life begin to open up and those doors close one by one, that means that it, it had to be another change in my life. I had to evolve from this point in my life to the next point of my life I had Uh to take that step Uh, I started my own business and three years later I don't have that business anymore but I have listened to enough millionaires to that they said I went broke time and time again Uh but I never stopped with what I wanted And that's the way we're gonna have to be in this life. Just to maintain, you have to keep going even when things don't look right. And like I said, faith-based, you have to have people around you that that
0: are, are connected to a higher power. And I really don't wanna say a higher power. What I really wanna say, you're gonna have to have people that are connected
1: to you that is connected to God, that he will move on your behalf when you can't see a way. They can talk to you and motivate you or encourage you to continue going when everything else looks bleak and looks dim and there's no hope. You know, that's what I found out. I I got people around. I have people around me that tells me, hey, man, it ain't as bad as it seems. And I know that to be true. Uh-huh. this life is not as bad as it seems. And what I mean by that is, I might be down today, but I won't be down tomorrow. So if I'm not down tomorrow, then why am I acting like I'm down today?
0: Right. Okay, guys. Well, you heard it here, right here on talk, 12th Street Talk Back. Excuse me, I can't talk today. And on, on how to readjust to life after being incarcerated for some time. Thank you, Will, for being our guest today and really sharing lovely. your life with us. We are honored to have you. Keep it moving. Stay strong. Stay prayed up. And we will be praying for you right here on our show at 12th Street Talk Back as well. You be blessed, young man, and the best is yet to come for you. Thanks, guys, for listening to our show. Tune in and subscribe on our show. Give us your feedback. And remember, you're always welcome to co-host or be a guest with me. You can email me at btsmart1, that's the number one, at gmail.com, or leave me a message right here after the show. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, this is Food for Thought. I heard someone say this, and it really stuck with me. It was about a week ago, and they said, it's nothing that people say about you. It's the things that you say about yourself that you put out there in the world on how to treat people. So if nothing else, put out positive things in the world so that people know how to treat you accordingly, how you want to leave your legacy behind or how you want to start your new day and how you want to begin your journey. Um, Mr. Will did say, you know, he started a business and three years later, it's not here anymore, but he's going to keep trying. And that's the only thing that we can do. And we here at 12th Street Talk Back, we want to be a positive influence on our community, especially our black community. This show is for black women, but all women are welcome. Um, we do have some exciting things coming up. We want to share, we want to live and, and laugh with you. And we just want to, you know, be a a big, fixture in your life as you go on your daily daily journey whether it be uplifting um, for your soul food for your thoughts um, prayers like I said again thanks for uh listening to us today hope to see you soon you guys have a blessed day be safe and let God bless you ciao for now